Beautiful. So this is a main share meeting. And today is with great pleasure and much gratitude that Kirsty has come to step in for us and is going to share for about 40 minutes, after which I will open up the room for general sharing or will be able to ask Kirsty a question. Kirsty, you are incredible. We love you. Thank you for being here at last at the last moment. And the floor is yours. Thank you, Sky. Thank you. Hi, everyone. Kirsty, very, very grateful, alcoholic, and very, very nervous. So when Young contacted me about 30 minutes ago, I just went straight into that self-centered fear. I'm not good enough to in this meeting is so, so close to my heart. I've been in this meeting since I come into recovery and it's where I've learned of so many amazing teachers and amazing speakers. And I was like, I can't, I'm willing to step up because I'm willing to go to any lengths for my recovery and I'm willing to be of service to anybody and everybody in AA at all times. But my self-centered fear and false pride, what are you guys going to think of me? I'm not as good as the other speakers. Like, overwhelmed me. And I went into panic and started thinking I need to make notes. I need to do this. And in actual fact, all I needed to do is pray and connect to the one thing that has got me to where I am today. The one thing that keeps me sober today. And the one thing that does so much more than that gives me a life today, a life worth living, a life that I want to live, a life that I'm happy in. So I, I, I tried to put the self-centered fear, ego, false pride and my crazy alcoholic mind to one side. And I'm going to try and do to the best of my ability, which is all any of us can ever do. I noticed in the chat that someone put the five days today. So welcome, welcome. And we have a beautiful, beautiful solution. And it changed my life and continues the amazing thing that I have learned on my journey so far. And I'm still learning is that it never stops. We continue, continue for a lifetime. So I'm going to try and go in some kind of order today. So very, very early on, I'll learn very importantly in this book. This book has saved my life and continues to save my life. And I've learned what I suffer from. And today I know that I suffer from a mind that lies to me. And it might not always be about picking that first drink up. Like I've got the mind of an alcoholic because I suffer from the disease of alcoholism. And it's so much more than just the drink. Thank God, by the grace of God, I managed to put the drink down, but I also managed to build a relationship with this power that I'm going to call God today. That isn't a religious God, it's a spiritual program and anyone's conception of God can be whatever they want to be to them. As long as it's a power greater than my human mind, I don't know what my God is and I, I shouldn't know because it's a power greater than my mind, so I, I have no capability of ever knowing what God is, but all I know is I've got that faith there and every day God does for me what I cannot do for myself. I have to put the action in and do the things I can do and God takes care of the rest. It's not always what I want, but it's always, always what I need. And I trust, I have ultimate trust in that. And, you know, that's all I need to do today. I just need to trust God and clean house. And I don't mean my house I'm sat in. I mean my body, my house, my soul, me. I need to clean me up 
because I wasn't a very good person. So I learned that I've got a threefold illness. I think there's some people say twofold, threefold, but I learned these important things to me. My mind will lie to me. I will have this great obsession that somehow, someday I can drink like a normal person. I will have this voice that's me in my head telling me that I can have a drink and I will take my kids to school or I won't ruin my life or I will stop. I will just have one or two with my tea. But that, that is never, ever going to happen. My track record shows me that. I landed in a treatment centre. My kids crying, asking me not to do it again, shows me that that. And today I know that's because once I put that one in, I have something wrong with my body. And we use the word allergy. So allergy just means that I have an abnormal reaction. So I have an abnormal reaction to that first drink, that second drink. My body screams more. It sets off a phenomenon of craving, which is beyond my mental control, beyond my capacity to be able to control or stop when I want to. And then that explained a lot. That explained a lot. That's why with every good intention, I think I'm going to have one and I'm going to get up and still be a mum. I'm still going to go... That's why I can't, because I've got an allergy where I physically cannot control that once I start. And, you know, that made a lot of sense. But then when soberly, I'll then pick up that first drink again, even though this keeps happening and happening and happening. And that is because I have my mind that will lie to me and tell me that the next time is going to be different. And if I did a lie detector test at that time, I would pass and say, I'm just going to have one drink. And that never happens. I've got this hole in my soul, this spiritual sickness that I didn't know what that was. I was always irritable, restless, discontent, bored, depressed, anxious, however that looks like. I, my, my own children used to make me irritable being around them with or without a drink inside me. Like, And it, it hurts me to say it today, but I say it because that's my truth. And if there's other parents sat there in the early days or that have that feeling, it doesn't have to be like that. Like my own children, even though I love them so much, they made me irritable, restless and discontent. I couldn't, I didn't want to be in the room with them. I couldn't be a mum to them. I couldn't be a lot of things. I couldn't hold relationships, jobs. I couldn't, because I had this unmanageability and that's the unmanageability of my step one. It's not the external things, whether I've lost my house. It's the unmanageability on the inside. I could not be a person. I could not. I had no power over the alcohol. I had no power of my emotional, my un emotional unmanageability was unbearable. And I come into AA, thank God, and I'm so, so grateful because I got so, so much more than just putting that drink down or not picking that first drink up. I got a life. I got a life where I can be a mum, I can be a daughter, I can be a friend. And I, I can be free from this bondage of self. I can be free in my own mind. I can sit at peace with myself that is like how amazing is that and I never thought I would get that I would have been happy with just not drinking and not killing myself do you know that would have been enough but it's so 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 much more so much more and I come into AA not wanting God like not and now I think how did I not want something that's the best thing in my life today how was I so objectionable to that the answer is I don't know why I don't know why I was so objectionable, but I'm so glad. And it took me to have nothing left on the inside, nothing left and ruining the lives of my kids and my family. And for me to get to that beaten state of reasonableness, it really did. And, you know, it doesn't have to take that long. We can get recovery whenever, you know, recovery is open to anybody that 
not only once it, anyone that's willing to do it, it's a program of action. Anyone that comes and puts the action in, doesn't matter where you are, how far down the line you are, you, you can get at any point with the action. And there's three things I got told I needed. And, you know, I got told I needed willingness. I got told I needed open-mindedness. And I got told that I needed honesty. And honesty, I couldn't be honest with myself for a long time because I didn't want to be an alcoholic. I so badly wanted to control that drinking. I wanted to be able to go and party with my friends, drink like normal people. You know, that that was the insanity of my obsession because that never, ever happened. I kept doing the same thing, expecting this different outcome. That's the insanity there. The outcome, I can never, ever pick up a drink like a normal person ever I needed that honesty with myself I needed that honesty to concede to my innermost self I am alcoholic doesn't matter what I tell my sponsor it does it but it matters about being honest with me I needed to be at that end for me to get a starting point and my willingness I feel like it should say <laughs> that sounds terrible not that I think I should change the words of the big book but I feel like it should say willingness and action I need the willingness but not just to say I'm willing I need to put the action into being willing. And, you know, when I got to the point where I had nothing left on the inside, that soul-destroying, despairing place that drink takes us, the guilt, the shame, the, just, you know, the despairing bottom, I had the willingness for the first time in my life to actually put the action in. And I got on my hands and knees and I prayed and I prayed and I prayed and I prayed to something that if I'm totally honest today, I didn't think was there. But I had nothing else left but to be honest, open-minded, unwilling, willing to put the action in. And my experience, and it doesn't have to be everyone's experience, I'm the, the back of the big book, five, six, eight, I think five, six, seven, explains the spiritual experience. My experience is when I put all that fear and into faith and I really prayed God come to me and I felt the presence of God in my life suddenly and quick and I felt it deep down inside me where God had always been with me and I could then not argue I had faith automatically because I could not argue with the facts like I I experience God and to experience God, I cannot then argue that God is not there. And then what happened next is God started doing for me what I could not do for myself. But I had to put the work in. I had to clear up the wreckage of my past and the beautiful things about the steps is the design to do that. The design to take us through this process and the whole aim of the steps is to get to this power that this book tells me I'm going to refer to the book a little bit actually it tells me I don't know what page it's on so I might not refer to it and I love this part of the book so it's on page four to five guys well that's exactly what this book is about the main object is to enable you to find a power greater than yourself which will solve your problem solve but the key word there for me was enable this book, this sponsor, this AA meeting, this group, that's not going to get me. I, it's going to enable me. It's going to teach me how I can put the action in and get to this power, tap to this power that's deep down within me, that's been with me, guiding me up to my point I've even got to, whether I know it or felt that experience. God has always been with me, but what I've done is I've blocked God off. 
I've been trapped in this bondage of self. And when I put that action in and I felt God with me, I knew, I knew, I knew I needed to go further. And I love this part in Bill's story. Um, oh, let me see if I can find the page where it says... My friend had emphasised the absolute necessity of demonstrating these principles in all my affairs, particularly what was imperative to work with others as he had, had, as he had worked with me. Faith without works was dead, he said, and how appallingly true for the alcoholic. For if an alcoholic failed to perfect and enlarge his spiritual life, through work and self-sacrifice for others. He could not survive the certain trials and low spots ahead. If he did not work, he would surely drink again. And if he drank, he would surely die. Then faith would be indeed dead. Dead indeed. With us, it is just like that. Do you know, I was nearly dead. I nearly died before I landed in a treatment centre. So I knew this this connection I'd got with God and going through this work, going through the steps with my sponsor, who's armed with the facts, who knew this program. I knew it wasn't enough. I need to enlarge this spiritual program. I knew there, there was no finishing point. It wasn't a tick box exercise. I needed to live in steps 10, 11 and 12, because if I do not, I could die. I need to work with others. I need to work and self-sacrifice. Like, what does that mean? So firstly, I'm a mum, I have to be there for my children and things like that. But, you know, self-sacrifice, like, how do I actually put that into my life today? Do you know, well, if, if someone needs me in the AA rooms and I'm going getting my nails done or I'm going for a coffee with my friend, it will be a no and I will be there, I will be there for AA. Sometimes if it's my child, but still I have to be there for my child as well. So I have to follow these principles in all my affairs. I have to make a living amends to my child to be there as a mum today. But I also have to do work and self-sacrifice for this beautiful programme that's helped me, enabled me to get a connection with God. I'm God's worker today. I have to connect into God and pray, where do you want me to be today, God? Where am I going to be most useful today, God? What, what, what can I do to be of help today? I need to enlarge the spiritual life. I need to make sure that connection with God is the strongest thing in my life to keep me there, to ensure that I'm going to stay sober today. I've gone off track of what, what <laughs> where I thought I was going with this. Do you know what? I want to go over the step three prayer. So I hear said in a lot, a lot of rooms, like it's... Um, we never ask for ourselves in prayer. Ne and, you know, I never ask for, like, I never ask to win the lottery. I never, never ask for material things because the material world is a really dangerous place for me with an alcoholic mind. I need to enlarge that spiritual life and trust our God who will give me what I need, not what I want, what I need to be helpful, to be useful, to be a good member of society, which is something I most definitely wasn't. And, you know, that step free prayer, though, relieve me of the bondage of self. Well, in step four, I find out what self is. In my column four, you know, I see I see my selfish character defects, my dishonesty, my distrust, my, God, my list, my list is like so, so big. But that's my bondage of myself that I'm, I'm a prisoner to. And I ask God every day, relieve me of the bondage of myself, 
myself. I'm the problem, not the drink. It's me that's the problem. And then take away my difficulties. And not always will that be my suffering. Sometimes I need to suffer because I need to go through pain to grow. I need to look and God, I might have to experience these things. My worst moments will become my greatest assets to help other people. But what God will take from me is my difficulties. Again, God will do for me what I cannot do. I put the action in to do the things I can do to be of help, to be of most usefulness to people. And, you know, I love step three, like God is the director. I am not. I had to quit playing God. Like, how do I do that? I wanted to do everything my way. Was my, but I had to realise that was the bondage of myself again, thinking that I knew better than everyone and everything. And just if everything went my way, things would be okay. But no matter what happened, nothing was ever okay. Because I always have this search that I needed more or wanted more. Me, me, me. And today I connect into that power. And I, you know, for, for the new lady that's five days, like, well done, amazing for getting here. God has brought you here today. Your higher power has already guided you to a room full of people, full of the solution. I'm going to put my number in the chat and I'm sure many other people will. You know, in the early days, the, the most thing that was helpful to me, get a sponsor, get a sponsor, get a big book. Everything you need to know is in this big book. It's so hard to read on your own at first. That's why this room's full of like-minded people that have been on this journey that can guide you through this book. But one really important thing is this book and your sponsor, it, it's going to guide you. you. You put the work in and you go on a spiritual journey, the best spiritual journey of, you, well, of my life, my experiences. My time sober has been the best time in my life. I couldn't imagine my life today now without this power. I couldn't imagine without being able to tap in to God. I couldn't imagine and pause. The pause has saved my life. Like I have to pause today when I'm excited, when I'm angry, when I'm fearful, anything. I have to pause and I have to check with God. Like what am I supposed to be doing right now? My day is not mine. I cannot control my own life. I had to quit playing God. God is my employer. I am God's worker. Such strong words in the book that now lead me to believe I cannot run my life. I have to go off what and do you know what really helps me as well I love this in the book and it's not in the first 164 pages but I'm just going to share it with you page 417 and this this helped me with my step three so I have to give my life to God which means I have to do this thing I have to accept everything I have to accept everything exactly how it is so an acceptance is my answers to all my problems today when I am disturbed it is because I find some person place, thing or situation, some facts of my life unacceptable to me and I can find no serenity until I accept that person, place, thing or situation as being exactly the way it is supposed to be at this moment. Nothing, absolutely nothing happens in God's world by mistake. Until I could accept my alcoholism, I could not stay sober. Unless I accept life completely on life terms, I cannot be happy. I need to concentrate not so much on what needs to be changed in the world as on what needs to be changed in me and my attitudes. 
and I'll live by that today. I have to accept everything and everyone around me to be exactly as it is at that moment. Exactly. Because if I don't, then I'm arguing with God. Nothing, absolutely nothing happens in God's world by mistake. If it is pain, if it is uncomfortable for me, I will grow from it. I will learn from it because I am not God anymore. I am not always right on what, what's happening. It's happening for a reason I might not yet know about. I might become aware of it one day as I'm waking up more and more to life, as I'm waking up more and more to this program, as I'm waking up more and more to this connection with God. And that's what I have to do. I have to do that to live. And that's why steps 10, 11 and 12 are like, this saves my life daily to continue, continue for a lifetime. And that is doing my step four, basically, and five all day, you know, checking. Why am I upset? Disregarding totally, even if that person has hurt me more than I have hurt them. If something crops up today and it tells me in my book, these certain trials and low spots ahead, and that's what my step 10 is for. So it's certain they're going to happen, you know. And, you know, the more I see them, the more aware I am of them and the more I can grow. So it's not a bad thing sending my step 10 partner 10 step 10s a day. It's a good thing because that means I'm willing to learn and I'm still open-minded and I'm still honest. I'm not trying to be perfect. I'm trying to progress. And the more things that come up, the more opportunities I am given from God to progress in this beautiful spiritual way of life. And, you know, I sponsor ladies, which is which is the bright spot of my life, which is the highlight of my life. Seeing people come into the room as broken and as hurt and as sad and dead behind the eyes as I was. And watching the light come back on and the magic happen is even more amazing than experiencing this journey for myself, seeing someone else's journey. And that's because the promises come true. Myself seeking selfishness, slipping away my interest in other people, their welfare is coming. Like the promises come true if I put the work in. They really, 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 and you know, I, I just love, I just love this program. And I don't know if I'm just dotting around with this speech because I get so excited, and I have to remember to like, excitement can be a dangerous place for me too, because I don't want to go off on a tangent in Kirsty's world. I want to try and pass the message on from the book to be of most help to anybody that it might help today. So I've. Just take a minute to track back. So I'm, I'm trying to discuss the importance of text 10, 11 and 12. And the reason I say, and I share this a lot, the steps are like ladders to God or a power greater than yourself, whatever you want to call it. They're like ladders. And you know, at certain times, you know, my step four and five, my steps eight and nine, you know, making an amends to people I might not want to make an amends to, but I have to, I have to as long as it's not going to cause harm to anyone. I have to, I have to do that today to build this relationship with God. That's how I build this relationship, doing the things I don't want to do. But on this ladder, like, there might be tough points, but I have to keep climbing. And when I get to steps 10, 11 and 12, I have to run. I have to run because if I'm not working steps 10, 11 and 12, then I'm dying. If I'm not growing, I'm dying. I'm dying. I might not be dead tomorrow, but I'll die, you know, because I truly believe that today without this program, I would be dead. So if I don't continue on them steps of the ladder, continue for a lifetime, no matter how well I am, no matter 
I wake up today and I'm happy, joyous and free. Not every day is perfect. You know, that that wouldn't be normal, would it? But I'm happy. I've got peace of mind. And I do this stuff regardless, because if I only do it on the bad days, like God's not going to be there. If I just, I can't just ask for God's help when things are bad. I've got to be of use to God when things are good. It's a two-way relationship, you know, give, give and take. God gives me today sobriety. God gives me today life. God gives me today everything around me. I have to give God back. I have to be helpful. And on that step 11, improve, improve my conscious contact with God. So it's not, I can't do today what I did last week. I have to be constantly improving my conscious contact with God because I'm growing things. I've got to be improving this relationship I have made with God has to be growing, has to be improving because it tells me that in my step 11, improve that conscious contact. And for me, I do that by that pause. By that pause, by plugging into God and going to God. And it, it tells me clearly in my book what to do. I have a nightly review with God every day. I review, was I resentful? Was I selfish? Was I dishonest? Like, And please read the page in the book for step 11 because I might have been missing words out here. But it's in the book and I do that. I review my day with God. I've actually got it printed off on a sheet of paper next to my bed. You know, I've actually, and I review my day with God. And, you know, that's another beautiful thing about sponsors. I can send it to my sponsor if I want. She can check it for me. I've got a guide there. But ultimately, it's about my relationship with God, my step 11. My step 10 to continue. That, that's my improving as well. My step 11, I'm improving that conscious contact. Because in step 10, it says, at once ask God to remove. So when these things crop up, when I'm continuing to look at myself and put pen to paper and do a little step four or five again, it also asks me to ask God at once. I hope I'm quoting the words in the book right. I'm pretty sure it says at once, you know, at once, but, you know, remove from God. I'm asking for God's help again, always. And in, in my step lens, I set myself little tasks to do because I'm so worried about ever getting this wrong. Not that there's any wrong and right. You know, it's a spiritual journey and everyone's journey is different. But, you know, I set myself little tasks. What am I going to do next week to improve this relationship with God? I'm going to try and do something I didn't do this week. It might be a different form of connecting with that power. It might be new prayers. It might be different meditation it's helping being most helpful helping the people that I don't want to help that sounds awful doesn't it that, that not that I don't want to help most days I want to help everybody but you know there's them times when we don't we've got to be honest I do that today to build that relationship with my God if God puts something in my path I know this has come from God, so whether I want to be work and self-sacrifice, if it's come in front of me, I help somewhere where I can be of help, then God has put that there. And today it's my duty to carry that through to the best of my ability and be as helpful as I can possibly be. Because in step 12, there's so, so much to step 12, living these principles in all my affairs. Not living these principles in the AA meeting and then going out to my family and being in the bondage of myself again. I have to live these principles in all my affairs. I go through my day thinking, how am I helpful today? How am I being honest? How am I being useful? I'm living these principles in all my affairs, not when I want to and when I don't want to. And carrying this beautiful message, passing the message on, 
if somebody, if my sponsor, I love everybody in AA, I have so much love for my sponsor. If that lady didn't take the time out to explain the steps, to read through the book with me, to carry the message to me, I would not be here today. And if people don't continue to do that to each other, when I sponsor anyone, all I ask of you is to sponsor when you get to step 12, sponsor, sponsor. As soon as we've done step one, help the newcomer, help the newcomer. You've got your experience of today to share with the next person. I started sponsoring really early on when I finished the steps. I went through the steps fast. And everyone has their own ways of doing things. Whatever works for anyone works for anyone. My personal experience was I was stuck in a spree of alcoholism where I have a mind that lies to me. I pick up a drink and I find it impossible, cannot stop. I normally stop when I land in a hospital and then I'll have a very, very sharp space of guilt, remorse and shame and I'm never doing this again before that liar comes back in and I pick up again. I had to get the steps done. I had to get a connection with the power before that liar come back in, which therefore meant I needed someone to get me to step free very, very, very quickly. And you know, today I can only teach what was taught to me. And I work fast with my sponsees because it works for me. And I think there's a part in the big book and I'm not sure where it's at the beginning. Years and years and years ago, I think there was 75% recovery, 50% at first, then 25%. I mean, there's brilliant speakers out there on the history of it that go into this and back then the steps was done fast. People were sponsoring at seven, eight days sober because they'd done the steps. And I'm part of a fellowship now where we, they teach a workbook, which is all out of the big book file, call it anonymous. In four hours, they go through all the steps, but it takes a lifetime to practice them. And myself, I couldn't do it in four hours. I couldn't. I needed a sponsor and I needed to go through it one-to-one. -one. And, you know, I needed more than four hours, but I did them in a matter of months and I started sponsoring. And my only thing to sponsor, this is what I say to my sponsees when they're desperately, when I, that desperation of a drowning person that I had, and, you know, you'll do anything if you'll just help me. All I ever want you to do is carry this message on to the next person. And I've got a lady at the minute that my first one see that we've got to like step 12 with and she's terrified. I can't carry this message first. I'm going to say that's your self-centered fear. I still get that now. I'm not good enough. I can't carry this message. The messages in the book were just a guide to enable someone to get to the power themselves. They might not make it. They might make it. They, only God knows all I can do is do what was done for me. And all the person I do it for can, to do is do what was done for them and enable this person to start on their spiritual journey and how that has changed my life, how that has changed my life. And to the lady that is new in the room, I, to, I keep going back to you. I just welcome, 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 welcome. It's so, so great to see new people come in and get a sponsor armed with the facts go on your spiritual journey through the book because not only will you put the drink down you will get this beautiful way of life this book has helped me get so much more than just god with god today i can be a mom i can be a friend i can be a daughter and i don't have to pick up a drink i don't have to pick up a drink as long i have today just today I have just today, as long as I put, if 
I put my spiritual program into action. And I'll very quickly tell you what that looks like for me in a day. So I get up and I pray. I pray to God. I do some meditating. I try and check God's answers. I have a self-will and a God's wills test. So if I'm in Kirsty's will, selfish, dishonest, fearful, resentful, like I only have to be in one of them for it to be my way. If I'm in God's will, totally honest, totally pure, totally loving and totally unselfish. And I have that next to my bed as well. So when I pray and meditate, when I feel them answers come from deep down inside me, I don't know sometimes, you know, I'm very new to this. I've never lived a spiritual way of life, but I've got them beautiful things to check by. Is this in God's will? It only, you know, I can check that by that to check I'm in God's will today. And all day through my day, I'll try and stick us alcoholics undisciplined. Like that was a massive thing for me. I have to have routine. I have to have structure. And I continue constantly to watch myself all day and be of most help, continuously pausing into that God. And that sounds like, how do you feel? It just becomes a natural part of my day, a natural part of my life. I plug into God. I help people. I go on meetings. I share. I get out of myself and be of help to other people. I also look after my home and look after my children and be a daughter to my dad. I'm fortunate at the minute that I'm having some time out of work. So I've got a lot of time to help others. But I also have other commitments I do. And God and my life about that can fit into that. It has to because it's a design for living. And then when I go to bed, I say my step seven prayer, which is so beautiful. God, I am now ready for you to have all of me, good and bad. And I extend on that step, step seven prayer that's in our beautiful book, where we ask to take all my character defects away. I've got a list wrote down of what mine are, and I ask individually for each one to be took away. Or whichever ones are coming up on my step tens, sometimes they have a bout of being irresponsible. I say, I'll ask God, instead of all my character defects, please help me remove my selfishness. God can only help me if I invite God into my life today. I have to invite God into my life to help me on this spiritual journey and always in impact to be most useful for the people about me, to help God. And you know, guys, I, I've not really known where I've been going with this speech the whole way through. And I was so, so nervous to share on this meeting. When when Young asked me, like I said at the beginning, I went into so much fear. This meeting means so much to my heart. We have the best speakers all the time. And look, I don't, don't, don't really know how or what I've said to you. And my only hope today is it's been of some use to somebody. But you know, it's... It, it's been of use to me here, hearing how important God is in my life today. I hope that's what come across and God is really, in, the God has saved my life with, with AA, with the people, with the book. I need it all, but building that relationship that I had to put the action into myself. And you beautiful people taught me how to do that because I didn't know that's what I needed. So grateful to AA, so grateful to every single person on this meeting. Much love.
Thank you so much, Kirsty. And it is down to you also on tech today to press the stop 